You're listening to the Home Staging Show podcast. I'm your host, Cindy Lin. This is the show where we talk about all things real estate, home staging, to live and to sell. Welcome back to season 11. This is episode eight. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Home Staging Show. So, if you're planning to enter into our Home Staging Awards, the submission closes this weekend on Sunday at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So, if you haven't submit your entries yet, Definitely do it as soon as you can, especially just in case of any last-minute tech problems. Um, especially on the weekend, we have very limited tech support. But if you have any questions about submitting to the Home Staging Awards, you can find all your answers on our website at stagingawards.com. It's spelled S T A G I N G staging awards. A W A R D S dot com, and you can find all the answers there. There's also a video walkthrough that walks through all the rules、um, and what the requirements are for each category submissions, and then also a video walkthrough on how to use our submission platform. So if you have any questions about how to submit to the Home Staging Award, definitely check those out. And don't forget, you also get two free entry submissions when you sign up for our SagerCon, which is our very first online virtual conference for home sagers who want to up level their home staging business. So you get two free entries when you sign up for SagerCon. The coupon code is in your email. So yeah, definitely take advantage of the free entries and enter your work. I also want to say, a lot of times we might have these mindset feeling that oh, our work is not good enough, but don't let that stop you, especially when we have free entries. I think most home staging awards on the market, you have to pay some sort of entry fee. So definitely do take advantage of the free entries right now. Because you never know until you tried. It's a really good opportunity to get yourself out there, to build confidence, and also to help you build reputations within the industry as well. Because you can get featured even if you don't win. So definitely take advantage of those two free entries and send your work in. I want to feature as many great work as possible, as many talented homesagers possible. So definitely send your work in. And remember, the submission deadline closes this weekend at midnight Pacific Standard Time. So definitely take advantage of it and send in your work now, and don't wait till the last minute. All right, let's get started with today's questions. So the first question today is: I really just don't know how to market to realtor. I think I'm a little bit intimidated by them. I always think they're too busy to entertain what I have to offer. So I think this is a great point to make, but I think a lot of this has to do with mindset issue. I understand that sometimes you feel very intimidated talking to a real estate agent, and that is completely normal. By the way, it is intimidating to talk to potential clients because you're afraid to say the wrong things. But I would just say that you just focus on what you know, how you can pre- present yourself professionally to your potential client. And so, in our six figure pro plan course, we actually talk about doing scripts. So, doing scripts is a really good way for you to get familiarized with the things that you want to say. But in a way that you are prepared and in the safe space, because you can prepare your script in your own home, your own office, and you can practice on your own time to make sure that you're very fluent to it. It's almost like a second nature. So when the client comes up and say something, you can immediately respond in a very professional way. So I think that is 
super important. That's something that I really push our students to do. And actually, in our six figure floor plan course, you have to write your own script on、uh, quite a few things. You know, especially with like frequently asked questions that you may have with your clients and all that good stuff. And it's the same thing whether you're making presentation or you're speaking with a potential client on a potential job site. It's all about how prepared you are. They say fortune favors the bold, but I really think the fortune favors the prepared and the bold as well. Because you have to be a bit brave, you know, get out of your comfort zone to go on woo your clients. But at the same time, you also need to be prepared. You need to know what you need to be saying before you approach the client. So I would say work on your mindset. Don't feel intimidated. Just take it as it goes. It's a practice, basically. You can practice with your family and friends as well, especially if they work in real estate. That would be a really good way for you to kind of get feedback in terms of. What really works and what really doesn't work, maybe in your presentations as well. And in general, the more you do it, the more familiar you're gonna be, the more comfortable you are gonna be. When I first started working, I was only 25. I get really nervous. The average age in our county for real estate agents were 55. A lot of times, people question if I knew my stuff, if I was old enough, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like. Sometimes a bit rude, actually. But you know, you just deal with it. You know, you are a professional. You know your stuff. There's a reason why you can do this professionally for a living. It's because you know what exactly takes to sell the house for your client, and so that is your expertise. So lean into that. Focus on what you want to say to a real estate agent. Practice your elevator speech when people come up to you networking events. What exactly is your、uh, business about? You can just give them to a very precise and great answer within thirty seconds. And that that does take practice, but don't be afraid. This is why you get to, you know, write down your script at home and you can practice it on your own time. Okay, so don't be nervous about that. Don't think about what might have happened in worst case scenario, but think about what is the best case scenario. Like, how do you want to present yourself in front of your client? So, I think mindset is incredibly important, and this is why also in six figure floor plan in module zero, we actually do work on your mindset because I think a lot of times it's not that we cannot do it physically; it's actually we think we can't, and then we. Definitely can't because we kind of put that limit on ourselves. All right. So the next part, the next question is also on real estate agents. So I'm just starting a home staging business. I'm a graphic designer, and this will be another revenue stream for me in the visual arts arena. I love interior design. Have done only one job so far with a realtor for free for experience, and have staged a couple friends and family's homes for sale. I want to know how to properly network starting out. How do you get your first quote-unquote real paying job when you're just building business and inventory? And how do you get realtors to give you a chance when first starting? So there's quite a few things that we need to unpack a little in this question. I think it's a great question as well. But I'm always a little bit hesitant when people come in from a background that is not necessarily related to home staging, because I think it is a bit. I think it is still related because with graphic design, you're working with Colors, line shapes, you know, all the design principles we need in staging. But I get questions like this all the time. I'm a hairstylist. I'm a cook. I'm a dog walker. Can I start a home staging business? Of course, you definitely can. But you have to think about if you already are not excelling in your original core business. What kind of impact of starting a side business as additional revenue stream is is that going to make on your 
original core business. And then also, like in your particular case, graphic design can be a really great way for you to get your foot into the door. Just run it as a promotion that you know, if you stage your house with us, we can provide a graphic design package to help you with your marketing as well. But I, I always have to say that. Home staging business is usually a, a full time business. It can be very difficult. I mean, there. When I first started staging, I was a real estate agent, and shortly after, I was not a real estate agent anymore because I find that running a home staging business require all my concentration and time. So I was not able to really run my、uh, real estate business very well, and also I just really wasn't as interested in it. I just prefer home staging so much more. So I decided to become a home stager full time. So I think if you're already an interior designer, I think home staging is a revenue stream that makes a lot of sense because there's already very similar skill sets. Very similar ways of doing things with a bit of a variation in terms of job time frame, the way we approach clients, and the way we put the design together. But with graphic design and home staging as an additional revenue stream, it it can be a bit tricky because that's a bit harder to sell. The client really needs to see the correlation with that. And one of the the analogy I've come across that I think it's a really good way to put it is like going to a restaurant for dinner, right? If you go into a restaurant, they serve Japanese food and Korean food. They're geographically neighbors, and the food have some sort of similarity. So, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, not exactly, but it makes sense. But if you go to a kebab place and they also serve Japanese food, then you might feel like, oh, that's a bit strange. Like it doesn't seem like they go together. So you really want to think about how this is going to look with your client, your existing client, if they know. For example, there is a real estate agent in my parents' neighborhood. He is a doctor, but he also is a real estate agent. And when we first heard it, we were kind of like, "Oh, that's interesting," but it's also kind of strange. What if you run into your doctor at the open house? And also, like, what does that say about being a doctor? Are you like not doing well financially, so you have to sell houses on the weekend? I'm not trying to knock that particular real estate agent, but I'm just saying that think about the perception that your client may have. That why is it that you are using this as an additional revenue stream? Is it because something is missing from your core business? So that's just like a common trap that I want you to think about. Because just because they're both quote unquote visual arts, it doesn't mean that they work well with one another. But you can definitely use it as a unique selling position. That you know you came from a graphic design background, so you really know how to layer textures and colors and lines, and you know leveraging all all these different design principles that you can leverage within home staging as well. But I just want you to be very very careful about that. In terms of doing jobs for free in the beginning, I think yeah, I think it's really important to know that it's just for experience, and you should spell out as so, so that people. Potential clients are not coming back later on. Say, hey, you did that job for free. Why can't you do that again? Kind of thing. And I understand these are friends and family, so they know that very well. And the last part of your question is like, how do you get realtors to give you a chance for first starting? I mean, you already build a graphic design business, so it's probably very similar to building a home staging business as well. You're gonna go out and start talking to potential clients. You're gonna hang out where they're hanging out, and you're gonna figure out what exactly is the pain point of your potential clients. Basically, take plumbing as a great example. When do we call a plumber? Usually, when a pipe bursts. 
a sprinkler is broken or something horrible has gone wrong. Like there's flooding coming out from from the ceiling, from the floor, from the toilet or something like that. So this is why we usually call a plumber this is for them to come in to solve a problem for us. It's very similar when it comes to home staging. We're helping our clients to prepare their home for sale. So that's usually why our clients want us on the job site. But the thing is that it's not like we're the only person working in that marketplace. There may be many other people as well. So you have to figure out what are some of your great differentiation points. So you come from a graphic design background, but that is not a very strong differentiation point a lot of times because for real estate agents or home sellers to hire home stagers in, they care about the design ability, the styling ability of that home stager. They like graphic design marketing package is a great perk to have more so for a real estate agent, but in reality, they're going to care more about your design aesthetics, like how well you pull the house together as a home stager, how well you understand the demographic for the buyers, and how can you stage a house, you know, that follows within their budget and then make it a win-win situation for everyone, right? So when you go up to talk to a real estate agent about your home staging business, that's exactly what you need to convey. You need to be able to talk about that, communicate that verbally when you're meeting with a potential client for the first time. You also need to tell that story through your portfolio as well. So for us, as much as I work as a photographer now, I really strongly believe that visually telling that story is very important. And this is one of the, the key points I want to make in my cash and cushions interior selling course, because I think most people really approach selling interiors from that kind of art history background, you know, the design principles and elements like lying shape, negative space and all these different things. But the thing is that you also need to understand from the presentation point of view, like what exactly is the story that you're telling as a home stager? A lot of times when I look at home stagers portfolio online, they just basically put up as many photos that they get from the photographers. But is that really serving you? Is that really selling you as a home stager? Not necessarily, because if the client is going to see a lot of repeating photos, they're just going to lose interest very quickly. And this is why if you follow huge influencers like on Instagram or, you know, other social media, it's all about hooking people, like giving them a taste of what this, this professional is going to be like. It's really important for you to show work that is relevant to the work that you want to be doing. So a lot of times students come up to me, it's like, you know, I only want to do vacant home staging, but I, I'm getting a lot of occupied jobs, but that's okay. I mean, you like, you need income. It's not like just, just because you want to do vacant home staging, that means you just say no to all the other projects. I take jobs that pay the bills all the time. It doesn't matter if I love them or not, but they pay the bills. They keep the lights on in the warehouse. Home staging business does take money to run. You know, we had, 5,600 square feet warehouse, you know, we had, you know, sofas, we need movers and all this stuff like electricity, maintenance, water, you know, things like that. They all take money to run. I would do um, visual merchandising jobs during the downtime. I would do holiday decor jobs during the downtime. Those are not my core business, but it helps to keep the light on. So, so yeah, so like kind of look at how you can present yourself on the internet, how can you present your portfolio to really tell that story of who you are as a home stager. I think that's going to be really important. In terms of how do you get realtors to give you a chance when first starting out, 
I think one of the things you just really need to work on your client communication or your presentation as well. Go to open houses to meet real estate agents. Go to networking meetings to meet real estate agents. It's just like dating, trying to figure out how to meet a husband. You know, like go to where your potential husband's gonna hang out. It's the same with clients. If you're just gonna sit at home all day and thinking that their phone will just automatically ring because you put a website on. Google, that doesn't necessarily is true because everyone is on Google nowadays. Everyone is searchable. So especially if you're new in the marketplace, you're probably not very high up on search engine yet. So you really have to go out there and then try to woo clients and get your face out there. You can do live streams on social media. You can have a newsletter. You can send out postcards. You can send out marketing emails to people who have opted into your email list. You can go to these networking events that your association, the local real estate association, is putting on, and just start meeting people. Print your business card and just hand those out. Hand those out everywhere, and then don't forget to introduce yourself and follow up with them as well. And one of the key things I think people are missing when they're first starting out with marketing is that they don't have a consistent follow up, because marketing does take consistency to stick. This is why you know lots of big brands like Starbucks, McDonald's, I don't know, Ely Coffee, all these big brands they do advertising all the time. It's not because they just have money to spend, but it's because they want to deepen the impression of their brand in their customer's mind. So it's really, really important to have that level of consistency and just build that relationship. Ultimately, real estate is a people business, so people want to get to know people. They want to do business with people they like. So you just want to make sure that you are developing relationship with them, and then you are、um, working with them, and just be a human being basically, and help them resolve the problem that they're facing in their business. And as a homestager, that usually is to sell the house very quickly, in the least money amount possible, and then also make the house look good and sell for more money. But yeah, so that's that's my advice about how to get realtors to give you a chance when first starting. Just be a human person. Just be sincere. Go up, talk to them. Don't be afraid. And the last question I have is also about working with real estate agent. I'm stuck when it comes to marketing presentation、um, at real estate offices and getting myself in front of agents. I've done almost no marketing so far and have been lucky to get referrals. But when the slow time comes, I know I need to be putting more time into marketing. Then I get overwhelmed. Where to start? This is least favorite part of my business, so it's the easiest to put as last on my to do list. What are the three most effective ways to reach realtors? So this is an excellent question because I like you. There, there are a lot of things in my business I don't enjoy doing, like bookkeeping, for example, and filing taxes. But we do it because we need to learn how money runs through in our business. And then we also need to pay taxes, right? Like any good citizen. There's a book I think called "Eating the Frog." Basically, is to do the worst things in your business first, or the worst things on your to-do list, like the the things that you resist the most first. Because once you kill those three frogs that you need to eat, the rest of it will be much easier. So again, it's a bit of like a mindset change. But I love your last question. What are the three most effective way to reach realtors? The first way I think is through face-to-face -face contact. So I think it's really important. I think a lot of times now with social media, with online marketing, like on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, or whatever, Pinterest, we kind of kind of take 
the face-to-face -face interaction to a backseat because we just think that, oh, if we just say hello on social media, that is marketing. Unfortunately, it's not. It can be super passive just by liking someone's Instagram photo or video. Sure, they may see you, but if 20 people like the photo versus a thousand people like the photos, you probably won't stand out as much as one of the 1,000 people. So the most effective way to reach real estate agents is actually just have face-to-face -face time. And how do you do that? There's many different ways you can do that. You can ask them out for coffee, um, just call them up and say, hey, you know, I'm a new sager in the market and I really love what you do with your real estate marketing. I've been following your marketing for a while and I really love um, your philosophy in real estate or whatever it is. Do the homework on real estate agent, obviously. Try to figure out what is the common ground here and you can break the ice. And, you know, I am just, you know, starting to work in this neighborhood and I'm really interested in working with you or someone like you. Would you be interested in having coffee? And at first bet, they might, well, the first go, they might say no, but like they're, you know, we're really busy, blah, blah, blah. I don't really have time right now. Then you're like, that's totally fine. I totally understand. Do you mind if I send you an email about myself and about my company, like what we can do for our clients, da, 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 da. And you send an email to follow up. And then you figure out, oh, maybe the real estate agent's doing open house this Sunday at a house in your neighborhood. So what do you do? You go up there and you say hello. It's just like, oh, hi. Oh, I called you on Tuesday. You know, this is Cindy. I just wanted to come by and say hello. I just really love this house. Like, it's a great location. I noticed you're working with a stager. That is totally great. But if you ever need someone else to work with you and or your team, I would love to help you with it. Obviously, People might already working with a stager already. You don't want to be like, I'm the best stager in the world. No one likes to hear that. But you want to be able to just, you know, come and say, hey, you know, maybe your stager's on vacation sometimes. I would love to come in and do a job. And the other thing too, you have to realize that real estate agent hires um, different stagers for different type of job. Like for example, I specialize in vacant home staging. So my real estate clients might not call me for an occupied job because I didn't do occupies. I, I don't want to and I don't do it. So it's not my strength. So they might call someone else or because I only did starter homes, I don't do luxury homes. So then they might call someone else to do luxury homes. So it's just like maybe in your toolkit, you have this favorite hammer to hang a certain type of painting. It's the same thing with a real estate agent. They might hire different stages for different type of work. So it's always good anyway for them to know as many vendors as possible. So just go up to them and then ask questions, have conversations with them, see what they're concerned with right now. And just ask, I know you're very busy or maybe you're working with a stager, but would you be willing to give me a chance? Here's my portfolio. Here's the information on my company. Um, I really like to work with you. I admire you for a long time, blah, 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 blah. If not, that's totally fine. Do you know someone that I could work with? Maybe in your office, blah, blah, blah. Just be really nice and be professional and be personable. And I know it's very scary. This is why I say in the very first question that it's great that you can just write a script in the comfort of your own home. You can practice in front of the mirror. You can practice with a friend, with your partner, and just make it supernatural to talk with someone, a stranger, and be prepared to 
answer any questions that they may come up with. So a lot of times we will say agents might ask, "Oh, so tell me a little bit about your work. Like, what kind of staging do you do?" Yeah, so I do primarily vacant home staging. I specialize in homes that are eighteen hundred square feet and below, usually two to three bedrooms. And we specialize to do the job within five hours, so that your photographer can come later on in the day to take photos. We or we include interior photography as part of our staging package. So basically, once the home is staged, you will get the photo within 24 hours, so you're ready to put the home on the market. Blah blah blah. Whatever is your differentiation point. Okay. So it's really important to kind of nail down your quote unquote elevator speech. And if you never heard of what is the elevator speech, it's basically a short blurb, usually about thirty seconds, that introduce your business. So imagine you walk into an elevator with a potential client, and you you both are going to fifth floor, and you have thirty seconds to explain what exactly it is you do. So that is your, exactly your elevator speech. So I would just say you know practice and come up with something that you can come up with. And then just make sure it comes out very natural and not like you're reading off a book or like a script, basically. Because people hate people who read scripts. I don't know if you get, I get call center calls all the time. It just sounds like they just followed an exact script. And even when like you ask them a question that is not on the script, they still just stick with it. It's it's super annoying. But anyway, so the second thing、um, I would say the most effective way to reach real estate agent is. Dun dun dun! It's not a secret. It's through a telephone. I you might notice a trend here. So the first one I want you to talk to them face to face, and the second one I want you to call them. But the reason why I say this is because it works. I also hate telephone. Like I worked with my business coach for years, and every time the business slow, she made me go on the telephone and call past clients. And basically, ten out of ten, it worked. I resist it, but it always works. It's probably the oldest trick in the book, and it's not very super sexy. But hey,、um, a phone call a lot of times really beats anything else. You can send out ten thousand emails to a client; they they can just easily ignore you or block you. But a phone call is personable. They hear your voice. They feel a connection. It's a really good way to connect with past client. Also, just call in and say hello. You can even drop by. You know, if you know that they're gonna be in the office that day, just bring a cup of coffee by, like their favorite drink or boba iced tea, whatever it is that's their favorite drink, or muffin, their favorite donut, and just drop by and say hello. And then maybe while you're saying hello, like. You meet another real estate agent that works in their office. Blah blah blah. Bring a box of donuts. Everyone is happy, kind of thing. And same thing with a phone call. You know, it's really nice now. People get like face-to-face -face time because I think technology really makes us feel a bit disconnected because we really rely on online marketing nowadays because it's quote unquote efficient and quote unquote easy. But because it's easy, it's also very easy to be ignored and deleted. But a phone call is much harder to do that. So a lot of times when business slow, I'll actually get on the phone and call clients. Hey Ginger, it's Cindy. I just want to call and say hi. I'm heard from you for a while. Just want to see how you're doing. And I know it's your birthday next week. I just want to say happy birthday. Blah blah blah. Just find some way to open up the dialogue. And just say, oh, by the way, I'm calling because we have some、um, openings in our book, and I was wondering if you know of anyone in your office who might need a stager right now. 
And the weird thing about this is that a lot of times clients don't actually remember that they have a staging coming up, but when you call them and ask them about it, all of a sudden they're like, hey, by the way, I might have a listing for you. Da -da -da -da. So you would be surprised how oftentimes just a simple phone call can help you generate a lot of revenue. So yeah, so I would say call your client. That's my second two tip. And the third most effective way to reach real estate agent I would say just be consistent, not like you're stalking them, like that movie Single White Female when you're creeping them out, but just be very consistent and friendly face throughout the entire time. Obviously be professional as well. A lot of times it really just about building that rapport, building that relationship. And there's many different ways for you to do that. You can have an email newsletter to um, email them periodically. Obviously in your email newsletter, putting a lot of great tips that is very helpful. They can even forward to their home seller. Because a lot of times it's that if you give away a lot of values in your newsletter, most of the time people will open it. Not only they're more likely to open it, they're also gonna share it as well. And same thing with social media. I think a lot of people, we talked about social media in the previous episode, but I think a lot of people get stressed. It's like, oh my God, I don't know what to post, or I don't know how often I need to post. So don't be afraid. There's lots of places that teach you to do that. You can schedule social media posts nowadays. So you can actually sit down for a couple hours, write down all these social media status updates in an hour or so, and then just slot them in into your scheduling software. So yeah, don't be afraid to leverage automation and technology to your advantage as well. But ultimately, yeah, it is really consistency. Like I said earlier with brands, you know, like Starbucks or McDonald's, they have, you know, they have radio ads, they have billboards, they have commercials, they have postcards, they have coupons, they have emails, all these different ways and social media to really get in touch with the clients repeatedly. And all really is, is because that they want to deepening that impression. So when you think about Big Mac, immediately you think of McDonald's, right? When you see, when you think of red cups during the holiday, you immediately think of Starbucks, right? So those are all different ways that brands, you know, do to deepen their impression with us. So I think it's really, really important to think about what are some of the creative ways, especially you can be consistently in from your client, especially if you can blend in all these online and also offline strategy, I think is really, really important. This is something that we do build in our six figure floor plan. I mean, marketing is extremely important. It's basically your lifeblood. And so basically we spent three modules on this exactly, basically just built on to one another to figure out how to help you figure out what is the best strategies that you have um, in order to get the clients that you want. So that's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't connected with us on Facebook or Instagram, you can find us by searching for the Home Staging Show group on Facebook or go to Instagram.com slash Sage for more. Don't forget, I'm going live every Tuesday on Instagram and Facebook group at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 6 p.m. London Time. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and rating on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. It only take you about 31 seconds to do so, but this will help us keep the show going because more people can find it. As usual, feel free to ask any questions on the show notes or in our private Facebook group. You can find the show notes by go to stagemore.com slash podcast. All right, that's it. Have a fantastic week and happy staging.